Warning, the following may contain Mudmen. Join fantasy authors Phil Tucker, Tamandra Whitecastle, David Benham, Benedict Patrick, and Josiah Bancroft as they roll dice and take on the bad guys in a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Five authors, five worlds, one adventure. It's time to get crit-faced. Previously on Crit Faced. Victory! The final berserker has fallen, and John Mallarmé has retrieved the gem belonging to the Wizard of Wine's winery. Now, all that remains is to return the item to its rightful owners. I, I think we should probably take this green gem and, and see if we can sell it. Uh, I don't know how the rest of you feel about that, but it seems like it would be worth maybe 500 gold, which, as I recall, is something we might need in the future. Mmm, I could use a little more healing. Lord Dalfrin slumps over by the stone wall. And is there any more danger coming? Anyone see any more of those druid creatures? I don't dare call them humans. I think we should inspect around a little bit. I, you know, I, I worry that there's an imminent threat. I just have a bad feeling. About <laughs> <laughs> how, is, how is everyone doing for health, actually? I'm 11 down. I'm 12. I'm 8 down. Uh, I can't do math. I have 27 points left. <laughs> okay. So, what's the plan? I will uh, cast my eye. Like a... Yeah, sorry. Nope, go for it. Uh, do like an... Can we investigate the area? Like, uh, see if there's something else is going to jump out of um, other... Scary stone cans, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Would you like to take an investigation check? Let's do it. Okay. Ooh, a seven. I stay by the stone wall. <laughs> Just slump there. <laughs> I got a four. Brilliant. Natural one. <laughs> so basically, everyone else says, yeah, yeah, but Master Son is the, actual, the only one. <laughs> actually. So while the rest of them are, are, are slumped in a heap uh, recuperating, Master Son wanders around. Um, you certainly see the, um, the areas where the six human where the six humans had you know dug themselves under the ground and they were basically just lying there almost as as if in wait. Uh, there don't, doesn't seem to be any other areas that, that are similarly disturbed and you certainly don't wake anything as you trek around the stone circle. Um, you guys entered from the north of the stone circle. There was a gap um, in the wall, but I think you guys actually ended up leaping over it. Obviously, the uh, wicker figure is uh, in the center it's actually slightly off to the west in the center um uh, uh, but to the south of the stone wall there is a small opening in the um w in the wall there as well a, a smaller opening than the, the one off to the north the north seems to be the main path away from yester hill but to the south you see there is a very uh, a small path uh, that leads away from the stone cairn down the hill a little bit but there's a, a, a copse of dead trees um, maybe a hundred feet just to the south of the stone wall, down the slope a wee bit. 
I, I, I would just say to the group, if we are feeling a little, uh, you know, trepidation about this uh, situation, should we not try to take a long rest? I could summon my tiny palace. We could all huddle inside and, and listen to a few of my more stirring ballads as we recoup. All for it. Elements of that sound wonderful, but there are certain particulars <laughs> that we could discuss. All right, Big Spoon. Is, I'm, is your, I'm a your magical spoon. palace was like invisible from the outside, right? Yes, yes, yes. it's impenetrable. Yes, let's, let's oh, it's not invisible from the outside, though, is it? What, is it, what does it look so? like from the outside? It's camouflage. You can't see it. It's, uh, your, your, your eye slips off of it as if it were an eel. Sir, I would like to suggest that you're making that up. No! <laughs> no, I read about it in a book. <laughs> so, uh, that spell totally changes at six level. <laughs> yes! Yes, no, I mean, I, I, I right here, let me get, I, I'll look to my papers. Uh, but it certainly is impervious. Um, that's right. It's uh, uh, an immobile dome of force. Um, blah, 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 blah. I can make it look however I wish from the outside. Okay. It's opaque from the yes, outside. You, you, can, any you can make it look like what you want. Right, so I will make it look like a pile of bones. Okay. I would discourage anyone from going through it, I would think. This is Ravenloft. People gravitate towards pile of bones. <laughs> um, well, we could. Uh, uh, what, what do people not like? Uh, dental floss? Um, what, what do you guys think? Leaves? It could be leaves, a pile of leaves. Very innocuous. Can you actually make it look like things or just a color? I can do anything. I am a magician. There we go. In that case, how about a pile of rocks so we just look like another cairn? Okay, I can I can probably do that. <clears throat> I have to concentrate my concertina. Give me one minute. Here we go. All right, so I'll, uh, I, any color, any color that you choose. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go with um, stone color. Everyone gather around, get in close. Uh, McRag, you too. All right, and I uh, pull out my concertina. This takes a minute, so let's be quiet. And then I play my marvelous song, and the dome blooms around us. Okay, Hawk. I'm sorry, I've always wanted to do that. Um, so, uh, guys, so what's everyone doing? So, is this what are we going for? A, a long rest or a short rest here? Long rest would be long. Good. Long rest would be mm -hmm. yes. Because we're all like very exhausted and wounded. I don't, don't think we've actually had. Do we have a rest at the like when we when we were at the uh, the winery? The vinery. That's very <laughs> German of me. You, you, Did you guys, you, yes, you you rested overnight. Uh, this uh, okay. you you set forth the following day. So, um, okay. So you uh, well, just guys. It's been a wee while, and since we just hit uh, sixth level, do do you guys want to maybe take a moment each to describe what what your characters are doing, and maybe just remind us what you guys look like? Because you know it's been a while since we checked in on. On who you are and, and what we can see. So, in the small, in the confines of this tiny hut, what's everyone up to, and what do you guys look like? All right. Well, Lord Talfrin is a distinguished, uh, very noble-looking nobleman. He lies out because he's badly wounded, but he's he's making a big show of not making a show of it. Um, and he's wearing a, a dark leather duster. He's got a um, those barber lamp chops that connects to his mustache with a bare chin, a monocle, a tousled mane of gray hair. He looks very professorial. Uh, no doubt was an incredibly handsome man in his youth, but now he's gotten a bit craggy. And um, blood everywhere, picturesque. And he's just lying there waiting for people to come take care of him. <laughs> okay. 
Who's next? Um, well, Master Stunner is uh, meditating, of course, to uh, re- regather her strength. She's also uh, severely wounded in the fight. Um, so, he'd like, first of all, like put bandages on and take care of, you know, self care, a little bit of moisture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh the skin it's healing again uh, but yeah meditation is is her go-to to sort of focus and uh, uh, get the uh, the divine uh, strength that she needs as a, as a, as a monk and a cleric uh, Kellen McRag is a big burly barbaric barbarian with bad breath <laughs> and other foul smells that emanate from him. Uh, he is contemplating his blood spear, his new favorite toy, and uh, all the many deaths he will cause uh, until he finally impales Strahd at the tip of his spear. Uh, and John Malame is uh, unconventionally handsome, uh, he would say, uh, also unconventionally spelt. He has a bit of a pooch, uh, which he does try to suck in whenever there's an attractive woman around. Uh, he is uh, something of a blackguard, but uh, a good, good-hearted one, I think, uh, when all is said and done. Uh, and presently, he is splashing McRag with some rose water indiscreetly. Okay. I am... Lovely. The last time you guys rested in the tiny hut, um, you decided to not have a watch set up. Is that are you guys going to continue with that? I, I think we should have a watch. I'll Just take first watch. Lord Tappan doesn't really believe in watches. He does if other people do it. Okay. Um, all right, that's fine. Um, Kellen, oh, sorry. I'll take a, the second watch. Uh, Kellen, would you you like to take a perception check for me, please? Now, do I have a disadvantage on that since I'm exhausted? I cannot recall what exhausted does to you. What does level one exhausted do? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think it really does anything. That's, yeah, yeah. Mm, yes. Wow, I really cannot trust you guys at all, can I? <laughs> no. Um, no. I think, I think you are right, though. I think that you it will give you disadvantage on ability checks. But here we go. Disadvantage on ability checks. Yes, so you take your check with disadvantage. Okay. Um, and this is a perception? That is correct. Why did we have the exhausted guy go first? <laughs> that's that's yeah. a very good question. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to roll the second roll because I I rolled a natural one. Okay. Um, right. We're off so, to a good start. <laughs> oh, um, so, guys, uh, basically, you're you're all relaxing. I mean, this is this is actually not nighttime. This is sort of during the day. So perhaps you were going to sleep. Perhaps you weren't. Um, certainly. Uh, what comes to your attention very quickly is that Kellen uh, is, is close himself uh, to drifting off to sleep. But probably the, re- the reason you realize this uh, is when your attention is drawn to the sky above you and you realize that the guy who is on watch uh, hasn't noticed it before you have. Because what has happened, guys, over the last five or ten minutes, uh, ugly black clouds formed on the eastern horizon to where you are. Now, if you remember, of course... Uh, we're in the, the Valley of Barovia. It's constantly 
plagued with mist. We've also got this weird wall of mist off to the west, but what has happened here over the past 10 minutes, uh, these ugly black clouds formed in the east and have rolled their way across. And you, um, you, you guys, even you know, anyone who's awake, even if you were uh, meditating or studying in a book, you know, you've realized because it's suddenly gotten considerably darker, almost as if night uh, is, is settling in, um, you know, at an accelerated rate. So, McGregor, when you said you were going to do the watch, did you just mean you were going to uh, watch the clouds come in and not say anything? Do you see that? I don't think he does. No, he's, he's muted his mic. <laughs> you didn't say to talk. I'm I'm just supposed to watch. <laughs> oh Take God. it in the sights. Master Sina, what do you think? Okay, I as think you, it's our, as, our sorry. friend, our best friend here in Borovia. Come to check on our progress, probably. <laughs> uh, as, as you as you say that, Master Sun, uh, uh, a spark of amber uh, flares into life uh, far in the east, uh, up uh, above the clouds. You know, sort of its 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 angry, uh, fiery lights, sort of making its way through uh, the blackness, and you can see that it's making its way across the cloudscape um, in your direction. Uh, I, I, I don't think we should panic. Whatever it is, he can't get through the shield. We should be fine. Um, we should be fine. So it's I mean, this, this is a good... I mean, if it is Strahd, then it's actually a good sign that he's very angry right now because that means he hasn't found Irene. Irina? Well, um, there's, there's probably more than one thing he can be angry about, like our acquiring <laughs> the green stone. Like, yep. he could be happy about Irina and upset about the green stone and coming over here to chide us. You, you'd make a compelling point. Uh, is it, how fast is he coming? How long do we have until the meteor hits? Uh, maybe three minutes. How We can't outrun it, can we? So he obviously knows we're here. I think the best thing we can do is put forth a, a convincing display of nonchalance to sort of shake his confidence when he arrives. If, we, if he catches us scurrying away like rabbits, then he will feel like he has the upper hand. But if we greet him with disdain as if he's thrust himself upon us without an appointment that may shake his, his sort of poise a little bit and, and give us the upper hand. Maybe this is where Jean pretends to be the morning Lord. I, I, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, it always brilliant. works. It that's always brilliant. Works. Uh, I, I don't think it is. Uh, I, I, I say that he can antagonize us from the outside, but he can't come in. And this this magic dome lasts for 12 hours. We'll be fine as long as we don't walk outside of the 15 feet. Okay. Um, we're about one minute away now. The wind is whipping up a bit outside the dome. So we, of course, we've benefited from the long rest already, of course. Oh, no, no. This was... We've like regained maybe, all our spells. This is maximum 15 minutes since you guys uh, sat down. So, so sh- no, short, no, rest. No, short no rest. No health has healed. No, short, short. Rest, ha- short rest is half an hour long. So there's no change at the moment. Still have an exhausted <laughs> Kellen. Still 12 hit points for our friendly monk. It's not good. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you all. I have no powerful spells left. I've used all my sorcery points. I'm still injured, and I will admit to being slightly demoralized. Oh, you've got you've got a spell slot from hitting level six. I, I've got one spell slot from a recent epiphany onto the inner workings of magic. <laughs> but otherwise, I, I do not feel like going toe to toe with Strahd. 
I have a blood spear. Yeah, I say we put you outside the hut. <laughs> and we'll cheer you from within. I, I, I say no one leaves the hut. I, I don't have any spells left either. In the hut. Maybe. Stay in the hut. In fact, we should all just try to sleep. Let's get a long rest. We'll put bags over our heads. Uh, um, <laughs> Kellen, can you start snoring, please? That always knocks me out. Um, so uh, there is a, a horrific noise uh, from the sky above. Uh, it takes you a moment to realize what it is, but but it's actually the, uh, uh, the neighing of a horse. Um, but amplified just to demonic proportions. And as you hear uh, this, this, this whinnying sound, the, the, the object that is creating the flames in the sky uh, lowers down and, and penetrates through uh, these black clouds. Uh, and you can see what is actually causing these red flames is, is, is actually a horse. It is a black horse, but the mane and the tail of this horse is on fire. Um, and the horse is galloping through the sky towards you. And... As you guys had predicted, atop this horse is a very familiar figure, uh, uh, um, um, a slight figure of a man, but in some ways he seems just uh, mountainous, just his appearance is absolutely uh, just stone cold confidence, you know, very pale skinned, obviously wearing a, um, you know, a, a cape, a billowing cape of, of black wolf fur. You can get, catch glimpses uh, of the white, oh, sorry, the red, uh, blood red armor uh, under this man's cape is, of course, uh, Strad von Sarovich, uh flying through the sky towards you atop this this flaming horse. Um, I, I turn to my companions and I say, "Well, you have to admit he does have style. I mean, that is that uh, that is that quite is an entrance, yes. Yes, I, I, I would put him on the stage. On fire. Yeah, the, the burning your own steed seems unnecessary, but it maybe <laughs> compels it to go quicker. Okay, so the uh, the the fiery steed. Um, gallops uh, through the sky um, and of course has is, 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 is constantly been making a, a beeline uh, for the top of Yester Hill. Uh, Strad pulls on the reins uh, maybe about 40, 50 feet uh, off the ground from yourselves. Uh, the steed uh, you know, bucks uh, in the air. Of course he just holds on expertly as, as, as the steed comes to a stop, still floating high above you. He looks around he looks at the bodies of the druids on the ground. He looks at the wicker figure with its chest torn out. And then finally, he looks to the... What colour is the dome of your hut? Stone-coloured. The stone-coloured dome of your hut. And he, he raises an eyebrow. Everyone be very quiet. Quick, John, raise an eyebrow back. I, I will not. Okay. Uh, and eventually he opens his mouth uh, to speak and, and he doesn't seem to be giving any particular force uh, but but you know you can hear his, his, his words perfectly uh, as he says I must admit I had not expected to find a scene such as this when I came here however based on what I have heard of your movements through my valley I should not be entirely surprised What happens if no one... You're damn right, you bloodsucker. He gave away our location. He was probably bluffing. I say we put him out. You know, I... It's not his fault. Should we Should we vote him off the island? I'm exhausted. He's tired and grumpy. Okay, well, if I had a blankie, I would give it to you, sir, but acting like a child... Um, so he lowers the steed slightly, we're, we're about 30 feet away, 
uh, and he says, um, he gets closer again. There's a bit of mirth in his voice. Um, uh, he turns to look at the, the wicker creature behind him. Uh, and he says, I do not think it is the best likeness I have ever seen, do you? Oh, well, Kellen, you are the spokesman now. Don't be shy. You started it. You talk to him. You're far more dashing, Strahd. Um, was he being sarcastic or not? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, the uh, uh, he, he, he actually loses a bit of his mirth. Uh, at um, your compliment uh, and he says well of course I had expected you to be critical after all from what I have heard you are becoming somewhat experts in imitations of me I I don't know who he's talking to I think he's talking to me Master Suna did you did you put on a voice at any point I I uh... You know, you, you know, she has a cape, and sometimes people from behind say, you know, she looks a bit like you, but I don't think she does at all. <clears throat> Jean there are rumours in this, in this valley uh, about us that are um, not unfounded, but clearly exaggerated. Yes. I uh, have had a visitor to my castle recently, a young Vistana woman, who Kellen was particularly interested in speaking of you. And eventually we realized that somebody here has been pretending to be me. Yeah. 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 Um, Lord what Calfrey. are you doing with Elena? Release her at once, you fiend. Ca- uh, <laughs> no, this is, it's not uh, Irina. It's, uh, this is the, the Vistani woman the um, I can't believe her name has just escaped me. And I've had it. Cariza! No, it, it was Cariza, the woman that Kenlin. Apparently, she believes you have assaulted her. Um, oh, I, my, my apologies, Lord Strade. That was, uh, there was a misunderstanding. There's... Lots of blood lost. Look at him. He's, he's just pitiful. You can't see him, but I, I'll tell you, he is pitiful. We've had an ongoing concern that you may get your hands on uh, Irina. And, and I, I leapt to a conclusion, so I'm sorry. Lord Talfarin, I believe it was you who pretended in front of a whole camp of Vistani that you were, in fact, myself. I, I, yes, I find that unlikely yes, that I would ever lower myself to imitating a parasite. Oh, he's being modest. The entire uh, land to a state of perdition um, and ruling through fear like a common bully who does not realize when he's outstayed his welcome and should be shuffling off the mortal coil. And Jean Mallarmé, from my conversations with poor departed Doru, I believe you have also taken your turn at imitating me. Perhaps if this competition continues, my friends, I may have to declare one of you the winner and find a suitable way of rewarding you. Uh, I, I, I'm not even an actor. I just, uh, I, I, I dabble, but I certainly didn't mean to impersonate anyone. I was just, uh, you know, I, I put on voices sometimes. John, can we quote you on that down the road? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, he's a very frightening man. He's, uh, his only power is if you allow him to wield it over you. The best way he's very powerful. So Strad looks about himself um, for a moment and... Um, looks back to yourselves and says 
I am I to believe that the event that I was invited here for is no longer going to transpire? It depends. What was this event going to be? Perhaps we could stand in and um, was it some sort of arcane or profane ritual? Or what was going on here? <laughs> Yeah, Strahd, do you want to engage in a profane ritual? <laughs> <laughs> he, um, you can, you can tell he's, he, he seems to be tiring um, of this conversation and uh, rolls his eyes a bit at you and he says, honestly, I, I was given little information from the druids. I was not even certain if I would show up. It is of little matter to me. However, since Lord Talfren... You have already brought up the subject of my beloved Irina, and he's not yours. He trots. He trots the horse uh, slightly, slightly closer to the hut. I would take it as a great kindness if you would tell me what you have done with her. She's dead. Do you want to take a deception check on that? Yes. Great, because we're just like a bunch of lying murderers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have a thirteen. Okay. <clears throat> um. So he um just remains absolutely stoic faced because he's still at the end of the day he's still staring at the the stony coloured dome of this hut, and he say and and uh, his face gives nothing away. Um, but he just says would. Somebody else like to attempt to tell me the truth before I'm considered uh, getting angry. We, I, I would like to point out that I, I'm the, I've been very polite. I'm the only one here I think you can trust because I, I am absolutely terrified of you. And I think that that's something you can respect. So I will tell you that we have no idea where she is. We lost her a long time ago. I couldn't tell you where she is. Last time we saw her, she was... You couldn't see her as the last time we saw her. You, I have no idea who she is. Um, he, he's just studying the, the, the dome intently. And, and he says, in the reports I have had of your travels across the valley, nobody has seen Irina since we last met. I know her brother remains in Valaki, but if indeed you have lost her, there cannot be many places left in the valley for her to hide. Um, he trots his horse ever closer. He's about 20 feet away from you guys now. Um, it honestly feels as if he's looking right at you, as if the dome isn't uh, obscuring his vision at all. Um, and he, uh, again, no smiles. I mean, the smiles have left him now, and, and he says... I have allowed you to survive in my realm for this long because you amuse me and you have persisted considerably longer than most other visitors I have drawn here. But I want to be clear, I am extremely serious when I say that Irina belongs to me. And if you find her again, I expect her to be brought to me at Ravenloft as soon as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. It would be a pleasure. Failure, Deal. Failure to do so will mean all of your deaths. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Lord Talfrin bristles and steps forward and says, I make no deals with the devil. I, I'm willing to bargain. He, I mean, he doesn't really react to any of what you guys have said. It's almost as if he wanted to issue the statement, and after that, he's he's not really reacting um, to your sounds at all. Um, Can we have your horse if we bring her to you? Um, the, the, Asking the, the, the important he, questions. <laughs> uh, he, he cracks half a grin when you say that, Kellen, uh, and he says, there will be ample rewards for those who manage to win my favor, Kellen McCrag. This horse would be only the beginning. Uh, I like the sound of that. So he um, trots the horse down to the ground now. We're, we're right outside the tent. Um, you, know, you can actually hear the, um, you know, you can see the steam coming from the, the horse's nostrils as, as it breathes out, and little flames sort of flicking with it. And um, his the half grin that he had cracked there when, when, when he was speaking to Kellen um, uh, emerges into, blooms into a, a full-toothed smile. And he says, uh, one last parting word of warning. You have now been responsible for the deaths of a good handful of my brethren, poor innocent Doru, as well as the vampires that you destroyed in Valaki. It is quite an irritation to have to replace them. I do not wish to have to do so again. I will warn you now, for every one of the vampires that you kill from here on, I will kill one of your number as well. But since you are not willing to show me your faces, I think I shall retire to my castle. I hope to meet again soon. And he moves as if to, to make off. And does so. So the horse turns around, canters back into the sky and returns in very much this area. He, he disappears in very much the same manner as he came. And it goes back into the, the blackness of the clouds. You can see the fiery horse travel, carry him back off to the east. And as he moves, so does the, the storm front and the clouds just roll back uh, along behind him. I turned to McCrack. Really? How much for the horse? That's what you had to ask. First you antagonize him. Like, we could have just hidden quietly or antagonize him and ask him for the horse. You, be like me. Be servile to his face and then stab him in the back. That's how you will defeat Strahd. I want the horse. Oh, my God. Think how it would go with the blood spear. Oh. I had a blood spear and a flaming black horse. Why, why can I picture McCrag saying this in tears over an ale like years <laughs> down the road? I just wanted the horse, guys. I could have bit somebody. <laughs> well, I, as, as awful as that was, the good news is it didn't take very long. We could still finish our long rest, couldn't we? Yes. I believe so. Back to the important stuff. Yes, yes. Let's... <laughs> Yes. That's Strahd always ruining our naps. Yeah. <laughs> Just forget the flaming horse and the vampire man and close your eyes and go to bed. What's so hard about that? Yes. Okay. Well, my, my watch went well. Who's up next? <laughs> now your watch has ended? I don't think so. You're just getting 
I, I will take the, the, the first watch. Okay. Um, guys, we're going to say that the, the rest of the watches um, continue on uneventful. Um, and you guys uh, regain all your hit points back to full. You regain all your spell slots uh, back to full. Um, right. And it's actually, you. it's still, you know, um, let's say we, we've, we've, we've sort of slept into the night because you were kind of in the afternoon, you began your rest. So it's about eight hours. So kind of in the in middle of the night when you you guys have realized you're, you're back up to full strength again. What's the plan? Crit Faced is a weekly Dungeons and Dragons podcast. To make sure you never miss an episode, and to get an exclusive prequel episode of the podcast where you can find out what our characters were up to before this adventure began, head over to CritFacedPodcasts.com and join our Crit Faced fan group. <laughs>